Hello, everyone, and welcome to Grief Burrito. Today, we're going to be running, slipping, and sliding our way through the top snow levels in video game history. And we even got some sent in from you guys over on our Twitter, Facebook, and in our Discord. Let's do it! Yes! Hey guys, and welcome once again to another Grief Burrito. This is episode 92, to be precise. I'm Harrison. And I'm Jordan Crimbob Shenton. Oh, that was beautiful. Loved it. He's even got those beard baubles. You guys can't see, but I can see him on the cam. Uh-huh. <laughs> you should get some of those. Funnily enough, should. check the card that's in the background. Oh yeah, you actually have got a card with them on. That's amazing. Yep. You should get them for one of the streams and just like put them on. It would be nice. Yeah, sure. Why not? Do it. Spray it green. <laughs> <laughs> Your supply, the burrito fund is supplying this. It, yeah, it's, it's dwindling. It's dwindling as we're adding all these things to Jordan's beard. <laughs> so this episode marks the final full episode of Grief Burrito for 2020. So now is the perfect time for new listeners to catch up and get involved. I want you to take your friend's phone, sanitize it, sanitize yourself, and then open the podcasting app and find Grief Burrito and hit subscribe for them. But what? They don't have a podcast app? Well, get them a podcast app, then subscribe to Grief Burrito. Help them on this journey, because how nice, Jordan? would it be for two friends to reminisce over the grief burrito about the giant net the lack of lips or the time juice weems oh, I would love that it's, uh, remember as well if they don't have a podcast app we're on Spotify we are on Spotify just turn around you can actually you can now go Alexa play grief burrito and can it will you? do it you can that's fucking immense so should we get into the episode let's do let's that. do this yes let's yep. do the thing do you want to do that again? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Let's just get balls deep in this. Yes. So as you heard, we're covering the top five snow levels to get us ready for Christmas. And that's going to be five from me and five from Jordan, because that is how the burrito boys do. So do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. Hit me with a big spicy cold one. Big spicy cold one. Oxymoron. Cracking open a big spicy cold one with the boys. Yeah, man. <laughs> with the burrito boys. Welcome. Merry Christmas. Yeah. So I know we said it should be levels. Okay. So you, However, in your first one, you've already got messing up the script in the episode. While we said it was levels, technically, <laughs> all of Frostpunk is different levels. Okay. I'll Scenarios. give you that. I'll you give know, you that. And Scenarios. Luckily, they're all snowy, yeah? Yeah, yeah, they are. So, yeah. Frostpunk puts you in the frigid boots of the captain as you try your best to keep your citizens alive around a giant charcoal fuel generator. That's right, yes. Have We've you played much, Frostpunk? I have. It's very enjoyable. However, it is very grim. It's so depressing. Yeah, I was playing it in the mornings when I got up, like with my morning coffee. And like, I was getting to work <laughs> just like, I just, I, I, mean, I just want to sit outside in the cold and just like curl up and die <laughs> <laughs> i remember i was um i was reading the road you know the the book yes fuck, i've not read yeah. the book but i've seen the film and the film is the most depressing thing <laughs> i have ever watched i was reading it on the bus on the way to work some days and like i'd start Why? the day like yeah i'm ready i'm ready for the day and i'd get off the bus like life is pain <laughs> <laughs> end my existence yeah it's not it's not a happy it's not a happy book or film. It's kind of Fallout, really. It's very, it feels yeah. like the tone of Fallout. Very much. Just yeah, less yeah. kind of uh, campy. 
Yeah, yeah, very, it's much more very grim. serious. It is, yeah. Well, and the, the film's got game, Viggo Morton Jensen in as well. Oh, he's such a good actor. He's amazing he's in that. Yes, yes. So in this game, the world has all but ended. Mm-hmm. Engulfed by snow, humanity is forced to quiver in fear and the cold in front mm. of these gigantic structures. And as time goes on, the temperature falls and the world becomes increasingly, increasingly yes. <laughs> inhospitable. It does. Despite being a snowy hellscape, Frostpunk is gorgeous with a string soundtrack that I couldn't resist buying on vinyl from well, a really you... dodgy looking no Polish way. website. You have the yeah. vinyl of that. It is snow white. It is perfectly <laughs> white, brilliant white, and all of the artwork's incredible. Wow, no um, way. I was going to say, have you ever just sat and listened to it? Because I don't think I could cope with that. <laughs> I listened to it a little bit, and then I was like, ooh, this is a bit heavy. This is a mistake. Uh, so <laughs> it forces you to make really tough decisions uh, and a handful of scenarios that like give you really different requirements as well. Like Some of them, you don't have a generator. Yeah, uh, yeah. Stuff like that, and you've, you can only get certain materials. Uh, but all of them leave you like really interested and really mm-hmm. stressed. Yeah, so, it does. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, you'll get like 50 kids turn up that are starving and then 50 adults will turn up who are kind of disabled but can work. And you're like, yeah, we'll let the kids freeze. We'll take the adults. They can dig in the coal mine. <laughs> it's like you have to make <laughs> such weird decisions, but it is a, it's a very good game. And if no one has played it, please check it out because it is very, Definitely. very good. If, if you enjoy kind of like strategy, like um, almost SimCity-esque, yeah, much yeah. more condensed, mm-hmm. definitely give it a go. Really good. Yeah, very, very good. Uh, my my first one is also technically I'm going to cheat here. <laughs> <laughs> and you called me out I know, for that. Th- that was why. It was all for the bit. It was for the bit. <laughs> so <laughs> mine is going to be SSX3. And yes, there are levels in it. There definitely are snow levels in it. With it being a snowboarding game, it'd be weird if there wasn't. <laughs> Turn up with a snowboard on tarmac and you're just like, shit. No, the, the entire mountain is what I'm going to actually class as a snow level because it's the way that they made the level that is really careful here. So it's designed in a way that they used Bezier curves instead of instead of polygon data. And that means that okay. the, the consoles playing the game, which you can now get this on Xbox like Series X and stuff. It's on. It's, I think it's on Game Pass. It's been upscaled and everything, and it's on PS4. So oh, check shit. it out because it's a great snowboarding game, and I'm definitely going to go back and play it. Even though I was only playing it last month on my GameCube, but this is the reason why that even the GameCube and the older consoles, you could go from the top of the mountain all the way down. So through the three tiers of the mountain, through all the different levels, you could do it on one run, and it wouldn't have to load between it because it was built with Bezier instead of Polygon data. And it also made that the the physics could be really well calculated because you didn't get jaggies and like corners sticking out for you to bounce off on your yeah. snowboard. It's all perfectly smooth because it's done almost like a 3D vector is designed. And it's just such a good game. If I could choose one level from it if i had to be forced to do it it would probably be the city level where like i said you're in a city in the bottom of a mountain that is entirely clogged with snow and it's been clogged to where there's like half pipes and you can like grind along all the stairways and on the tunnels where people would walk it's such a cool cool level and one of the things that really makes the game which i think i've mentioned before is that it's got dynamic music through it so the music reacts to how you play 
So if you fall off and just like eat shit in the snow and you just like, the music just like cuts down and there's no vocals anymore. And it's just like a little bit of the drums and a little bit of the bass. And then as you jump off into the air and you're doing tricks like, you know, 1080s and spinning your board around your neck called the guillotine trick if you play as Simon, which is badass all the music like <laughs> ramps up and it becomes like a really pounding soundtrack. And that, I remember that being amazing as I was a kid. And that's why it stuck with me as one of the best snow games that there is ever. That's awesome. I love yeah. the idea about the music, like mimicking what you do. Yeah, it, it, it was the, the only game I remember playing as a kid that felt like the soundtrack was alive. That and because you had a DJ as well, who was on the EA Radio Big and it was this guy and he'd talk you through each level. And as you were playing, it would comment on what you've done and who your rival was. Because depending which character you were, depends on who your rival was out of whatever it was, the 12 snowboarders. Oh, sick. So it would be like, oh, today, it, I usually played as Simon because he was this cool guy with like stuck up, like fiery hair. And he, he was he was like the metal guy. And I was like, oh, he's pretty sweet. I'm going to go with that guy. He's got like chain like tattoos. Guy Fieri, like... Yeah, yeah, but yeah, 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 pretty much, <laughs> but but like more dread style. Uh, so it would be like, oh, the the races are hotting up today with Simon as his rival Nate pulls off some great tricks and beat him by just a shy point to get the gold medal. And it would literally comment on it like it was a real thing, and it made it feel like it was so real. You, were, it made me get in, want to get into snowboarding, and I actually did lessons because of it. Oh, sick! That's awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah, I never, I've never been proper snowboarding, but I've been to a snow dome, so I, I would love to go. I've been snowboarding twice, and both times I've nearly broke my leg. Really? It's well, yeah, because both your feet are stuck in, aren't they? And if you fall, you're like. Well, I got. I went to Slovakia with my dad. We no went way. On a holiday once. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was pretty cool. And some guy was teaching me how to snowboard, and he was like, uh, "Can I talk to you in English?" And you helped me. I was like, mm -hmm. "Yeah, sure, man. Whatever." Sure. Uh, I don't. I don't know if a lot of English people go to Slovakia, so I think he was a bit surprised. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we is uh, is binding broke, and he was like, "Ah, my binding is fucked out." <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be a new thing. Ah, I've been fucked out. Yeah, and then uh, the, he taught me. He's like, "You fall first, and then you learn with one foot in the binding, locked yeah. in, and the other one not locked in, so That's you can right, like, yeah." yeah. Um, so I at shit. And then the the board stopped, like hit the ground. Yeah. And then I kept spinning, so I nearly twisted my leg. Oh right, okay. Oh like, shit, yeah. But it really hurt. And he, I was wearing snow pants, and he came up, got some snow off the ground, and put it on my snow pants to like cool, oh, to like, cool my the leg. wind. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I was like, I ain't feeling shit through this, but yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> literally, helping. I was like, what do you? I'm wearing snow pants. What? But your pants are fucked tried. out. We have to put it inside. And like <laughs> <laughs> stuffed yeah, your pants in the snow. Amazing. It was a dude. good time. Yeah, I, I fell as well, and I fell over the. Uh, it was like the first lesson that you do. You do, obviously you do the learner slope. So it was mm. me at like eighteen. Oh no, maybe I was 15, something like that. And like loads of nine-year-olds, like loads of little kids, and me, and I'm like <laughs> fucking giant person. And uh, the the rope to grab on at the side to pull you up to the top of the slope was really low because it was the learner thing. So I couldn't like <laughs> grab down and I fell over the rope and I was like the other side with my legs over the rope and the rope's just fucking burning at the backs of my legs going up. Oh, it was horrible. The guy had to come oh. over and get me up. It was quite funny though. Yeah, I remember <laughs> my that, like Jesus. Uh, yeah, I remember my dad was there because he had took me and I, I I could see him at the window at the top and I was like, he must be so proud. <laughs> He's just there, just like laughing. Yeah, that's my son over the rope. 
Look how well That's he's my doing. Son, that fifteen-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> on the ground, there's all these nine-year-olds yeah. fucking going for it. Yeah, it was good though. Oh. I enjoyed it. Now hit me with your next next game. Hit me with that game. So speaking of snowboarding, I've also mm. got a snowboarding game. Nice. That's However, good. this one doesn't necessarily have levels. This is literally one big mountain. It's a game called Amped Three. Ah, uh, yes, you've mentioned this to me before. I fucking love this game. It's so good. So. It's a I can tell I've game. never heard that much excitement in your voice when you say, love, I love this game. No, I love it. It's great. So it's something me and my mate Joel, who everyone probably knows by now, played yeah, a fair yeah. bit as well. Uh, it's made by Access Software in 2005. It's the first amp game I ever played. It was one of the first games I played on 360. Oh, cool. Uh, I think it was a launch title. Possibly. I think I'm you might be sure. right. It was definitely an early one. I actually never got yeah. hold of it. Never played it. Oh, it's so, so good. Uh, it's just like, it's the best snowboarding game I've played. And I've played like, mm -hmm. you know, SSX. Yeah. But there are loads of different starting points on the mountain, like different sections as well. But like with yours, you could just go through the entire mountain yeah. in one run. Even though if you didn't, even if you picked like the topmost peak, mm -hmm. you can still cut through all the different, I think there's like three sections in the center. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you can cut through them all. And there is... There are like fun arcade-esque levels to complete or challenges. There's yeah. costumes, sleds, nice. a snowmobile, a slope editor, and even a hang glider. No way. I, slope yes. editor, that's cool. I like the aspect yeah, of a so, slope editor. Like you can put in different like environmental objects, like buses and stuff, I think. Yeah. Um, the game was so ahead of its time, though. Because the, the first mission is one of my favorite parts as well. Because as you start the game, you drop in, you're dressed in like a pink bunny suit. Oh, nice. And um, you're going down the hill to, I think, Blinded by the Light by Manfred Mann. Yeah, yeah. And it's so fucking cool. It's <laughs> like, if, if you like any kind of snowboarding game, honestly, Amp 3, it's dated as, like, hell now, mm -hmm. in 2005. But it was so fun. I had so much fun when I was playing it. Amazing, dude. It's oh, we'll so to, good. When we finally get to meet up, we'll have to break it out if you've still got it. I'll, I'll have to find a copy. Yeah, yeah. We, we'll, we can do it. I believe in the power of us. My next game <laughs> same, <laughs> same, is going to be Fendrana Drifts. And this is from Metroid Prime. Everyone knows I love Metroid Prime. It's a great game. Again, on the GameCube, I'm getting out my early console games. And I think I'm going to work backwards. I think that's the way I've kind of done my list. So mm -hmm. the only way I can sort of express it is to sort of tell you what happens as you go into the level because it's not like you have in SSX where you have like little levels, you know, like that. It's like a full, well, it's Metroidvania style game, isn't it? So you, you explore through the map and it opens up as you get new items and uh, weapons. So yeah. you exit the elevator and you've just come up from what's called Magma Caverns, which is this, obviously the lava thing because it's magma. So you come up and then you just open out into this ice tunnel that's all blocked by these like crazy ice sculptures. Well, not sculptures, it's the big... Uh, Big ice, like icicles coming down and it's got like, you know, blades at the top and blades at the bottom and you've got to like blast through it with your charge gun. And then as you go around, all this mist starts floating through and to have like mist in a GameCube game back then was like, holy shit, this is atmospheric. And you have all this like strange piano music that starts with arpeggios. So it's like, diddle, 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 diddle. I'll just, rather than me singing yeah. it and making it shit, I'll just put it in the episode. You'll have to use your imagination, Jordan. Exactly you can't what hear you'd it expect right from like a snow level kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's perfect. And I still listen to remixes. I was listening to a remix of it before today, just because it's such a good song. And there's these crazy creatures that are like zipping through the air that are kind of like 
almost like bats or like swallows, you know, like the birds that like glide yeah. really like fast around. And they leave like these glowing blue streaks behind them over the water as you go over these like floating platforms. And you've got these crazy enemies that are called she-goths that burst out of the snow. Like it almost looks like, it looks kind of like an igloo, but smaller, like an ice dome. And as you get near it, it comes out and it's actually like this weird almost dinosaur kind of thing with massive teeth and the ice domes the shell on its back and you have to smash through the ice with rockets and then you can damage it through its back wow. and you eventually it, it's so good man and these are the baby ones you have to fight one of the the mama ones later on it reminds me of dodongo from oh yeah uh, from, i'm imagining dodongo from uh they're Ocarina similar yeah they're sim- much scarier looking they don't have eyes they're, they're just like the head is just a big mouth with massive fucking teeth so they're oh, really shit. quite yeah it was scary as a kid when it jumped out i was like oh no because i was i was like what 11 or something <laughs> oh, like Lord. that yeah so you you work your way past the shegoths and through all the platforms and you find like a frozen temple where you work your way through and then as you stood on this cliff it's all like quite I, you know, like ice fog, like very dense white fog over the valley yeah. where you are. And Meta Ridley, which is this giant space dragon, which that's an already a cool name, just a giant space dragon. But he's made <laughs> of metal in this one. So he's a metal space dragon. And he's the leader of the space, well, one of the generals of the space pirates. And he just flies over, but he doesn't even flap his wings, I don't think. He just glides silently through the fog with these giant, like yellow glowing wings. It's so fucking badass. And then he just sort of goes off into the distance. And then you get what's called the wave beam, which is, it's like an energy-based weapon that you get from killing the mama she-goth, which is a, this giant big she-goth. I'll send, I'll put pictures of this in the chat after so you can check it out. Okay. And the, the wave beam, the way it works is it's like a pulsating energy blast in like three, like a prism. So it like, they wave like, as they get further away from you. But they're like this pink energy that you can charge up and it contrasts amazingly against the blue of the ice and the white of the world. Like the color design for that was spot on. And you can get down from then after killing this big Thardus rock monster into a medical research station that's run by the space pirates where Ridley has obviously been going to. And you find out that they've been growing Metroids down there or they've, they've captured some kind of Metroids and have started breeding them. And they're siphoning mm. off what's called Phazon, which is this nuclear material that the ancient civilizations call the Great Poison, I think they call it. And it's like this weird glowing blue metallic stuff, but it grows like, uh, almost like it's... Like organically. Yeah, yeah. It seems like it's alive and the the Metroids start to get fused with it. And that's where Metroid Prime comes from because that starts absorbing it and gets absolutely huge. And you actually get quite a scary horror section in this game because once you get to the bottom of the medical research center you find the thermal visor, which means you can spot weak points and, you know, like, uh, what, what would you call them? What's the word? Like conduit cables for machines that are still working so you can activate yeah. them with the wave beam because it's electricity based so you can like shoot them and it opens up different doors and stuff. But then you get plunged into darkness in this research center and you can hear the Metroids in the tanks and then they start breaking out and they kill the space pirates like they attach onto the space pirates heads and just drain them of energy and they can get you and they stick on the screen and you've just got a metroid on the screen and you've got to roll into a ball into your morph ball and use a bomb to blast them off it's just such a cool That's section like of the game Resident Evil style it stuff. really is like it's it's quite horror-esque metroid people don't seem to realize like even if you go to the 
even like Super Metroid, when you you're on the uh, the title screen, even that's quite horrifying. It's got dead scientists and then a Metroid and really creepy atmospheric music. And you even find a part where there's a, a hologram of a solar system when you turn this machine on and it like opens up and it's got all the orbits of the planet in the solar system going round. And to have that on the GameCube, holy fucking shit, it's so good. It's that just is cool. It's that this that's one of the reasons why that game stuck with me, and it's definitely because of that part. Like that's one of the parts of the world that really stuck with me even till now. And that is yeah. my next one. Sick. After you. That's awesome. Thanks, man. I am going to go with the prologue from Red Dead Redemption 2. Good shout. Very good shout. Because despite it being the opening for like the massive game that is Red Dead, yeah. a lot of people had an issue with it because it was so like condensed. Yeah, it feels you know, like a completely not... other... It's like a prelude, isn't it, almost? Exactly, yeah. So the prologue for it is one of the most beautiful snow levels in any game I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the reduced visibility and like the just visual aspects of it are incredibly impressive. They are, yeah. But like the, the most important part of it is like the physics on the snow. It's like yes, when you're walking so over it, it leaves yeah. trails and stuff like that. And even when you're in different areas of the game, like mud and swamp and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. If you fall into it, your horse. Yeah, the it terrain like modifies, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's so good, like the way they've done it. Mm-hmm. But it's just absolutely insane how good it looks. And it's so immersive that you actually can feel cold when playing it. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, we haven't all got one of those big stylish coats that Arthur's got on. I fucking love his jacket and that section. I know, I love that it as blue well. Coat. His hat yeah. is so cool as well. It is, yeah. Well, learning to shoot, like ride a horse and converse because you learn all yeah. those things there in that kind of environment really makes you feel like the weight of the situation the gang is in. Yes. Yeah, it does. Because yeah. you know they're kind of fucked and like they're really weak at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's quite clever them doing that as the tutorial section as well because it it brings you into the game at a slower pace because you can only move slower you can't run exactly off. you know you're limited yeah. by the by the environment mm-hmm. and not artificially kind of yeah yeah it's like look you the guys are pretty fucked here yeah so you you've got to take it slow yeah you take your time option. and concentrate yeah yeah exactly and it's so good like when you run into those people when you meet sadie mm-hmm. like learning like doing that entire fight and like the snow everywhere and stuff it's just gorgeous yeah a lot of people think sadie might be the the protagonist for the next one that'd be pretty cool would be cool yeah she's got a quite an interesting story even going on afterwards it would be nice to see what happens because it's her story is like left open after she gets revenge and stuff you know yeah pretty much yeah i just i absolutely adore the intro to that game and it's just Mm -hmm. so well done it is i want to go back and play it again but it's such a big game it's huge, yeah. I don't think I'll be able to play it again just because the amount of time I'd have to dedicate. And you already know what's going to happen. The beauty of that game is mm-hmm. that everything's so enthralling that yeah. you want to experience it. It's like playing Dark Souls for the first time. Yes, yeah. Yeah, That see, Dark Souls is one that nearly made it into my list for the uh, the painted world of Ariamis. Yes. That, that's such a well-designed piece of gameplay like with it being that was the tech demo, wasn't it? That was the part they built first to test it. To, yeah, yeah, they built that level to see how it would like work around. I think we've spoke about this before, how it would work around itself and the connecting map and unlocking shortcuts back to yourself, and then becoming just a part that was almost like a secret bit of the game that you could complete and you completely, completely miss. Completely miss, yep. yeah, easily. Which is, I, I think, I know that's loads really of people cool. That missed it. 
Yeah, I, I nearly did. And then I was like, why can I, what's this painting? I feel like I can do something here. And then I saw something about the doll and I was like, oh shit, I want to do that. Ended up going back and doing it. I um, did it accidentally. Really? Like, literally walked up to it. I think I must have gone to the asylum by mis- like someone told me how to get to the asylum. Yeah, to curl up like a ball. Got the, pe- <laughs> got the peculiar doll. And then I just kind of made my way through Anna Londo again. Saw yeah. the painting and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I was like, surely there must be something about it. Yeah. Because there's loads of guards around. And then I pressed it. I was like, ah, painting. Shit. Yeah, those dressing gown ninjas. Can't be standing them. Yeah. They're throwing their they're, knives. They have such weird enemies. They do, yeah. Yeah. I like them though. I'm like, I'm ready mm. for um what's the new one that's coming out? Elden Ring. I'm ready for that. I've seen nothing about that game. Yeah, I saw the trailer, but I just, I can feel like it's going to be epic. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm in. I want to play it. I don't care what it's like. I also want to play like Mortal Shell as well. I haven't played that yet. And yeah. what else? There was another like space themed one, like Souls-like Surge. game. No, no, not, not sci-fi. Like it was a space themed one. So it was in space. I, think I have it was no to do idea. With aliens. I'll I'll try. I've got it on my Steam list, so I'll I'll find it and send it you because it looks really cool. Um, my next snow level is Hoth from Shadows of the Empire <laughs> because we couldn't not shout this one out. We couldn't not shout out our boy John Knowles from this. How many episodes ago? that was? Was that last season we had him guesting on? I think it was last season or very early in season six. If you haven't heard that episode yet, guys. Yeah. Go back and check it out because he discusses about making this game. He was the guy who made this game and it was such a good N64 game. So many people love it. Even Amazing. like Stu and Ryan like it and they don't even like the N64. So you know that is straight up bullshit. <laughs> so this is a brilliant recreation of the Battle of Hoth that we all love from uh, Empire Strikes Back. And you get to fly the T... I didn't know it was called this, the T-47 Airspeeder. I just thought it was called the Snowspeeder. You know them little the little planes that you yeah. fly. I always just thought it was a snowspeeder. Apparently not. And Same. I love that they include the detail of the little wing flaps opening as you turn. Like it had like yes. the air brakes as they went. It catches it. Yeah. And I actually I have one of the toys, one of the original toys of this somewhere. Somewhere in a toy box. Either my mum's house or my dad's house, there is a T forty seven airspeeder and the little things actually open up on it. And I remember like playing with it as a kid and turning it. Like, yee! yeah, it was good. That is so cool. Good times, man. It was good times back in the childhood days. <laughs> and uh, the walkers that you actually fight in it, the, the, is it the AT-ATs? Is at Yeah, ATSTs yeah, are on the two legs, yeah. isn't it? Uh, they the were actually difficult. Ones. Yeah, the chicken legs. Yeah, the, the AT-ATs were pretty difficult to fight, to be fair. Like, they had a lot of armor. I don't think you could damage them that much by shooting them. And you had to trip them, like in the film. And it was actually challenging to get, like, the cable on and go around. And I still remember yes. the, the jank, like, the cable had corners as it went round because it was the N64. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I love that. That's, that's a bit of charm, that is. So well done, John, for your janky cable. <laughs> and uh, I love the droids. Janky cable. That jank Jesus. cable. Uh, do you remember the droids from it? Remember the, the Imperial probe droids? They, they were like black dome shapes and they had like spindly yeah. legs and they went yeah. ham, 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 ham. They made a noise like that. I'll add <laughs> that, that in for listeners. Accurate. I don't yeah, like well, it. Right. Here, here's the actual noise. And here is my noise. Ham, ham, ham. Ham, ham, ham. <laughs> Fucking spot on. I practiced it. So that is my noise. I, I can believe it. Yeah, totally, man. What are your thoughts on Huff for, for that game? I actually really enjoyed that level because mm. the, there was such a variety in that game. 
Yeah, yeah. That like you'd be walking on foot one level and you'd be like flying a whatever. To walking on hands so, the next. Speeder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just such an interesting game and like a nice it bit is. of gaming history. And it was so varied for what was a licensed property at the time. It was, yeah. Like John it said, was rare it, to see he, that. They, he said it was quite a struggle to get all those different game types into one game because i can't imagine how much memory they must have had left over after all that in that little n64 cartridge but i'm glad that they went that way because it made for a memorable game like going from i think the first level was hoth wasn't it the second level you were inside the base and was the third level the asteroid belt i think was that asteroid level i don't know i think train level was third right i can't remember you get a jetpack and I remember you get a jetpack, yeah. We might have to Regardless. go back and play that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Regardless of that, amazing Regardless. game. It's good, yes, very good. Now, what about see your next game? Uh, Hitman Blood Money. Oh, nice. Plant out the called... side with a 47. I know, the level called You Better Watch Out. You better not cry. Agent 47, I'm telling you why. <laughs> Agent 47, whoop, you're going to die. Yeah, oh, oh, that was even better. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Hitman doesn't exactly remind me of Christmas, but the level you better watch out is the epitome of the festive season, Harrison. Yes, it's lovely. I actually thought you were going to say Agent 47 doesn't exist, and I was like, like, bomb, what? (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? What do you mean he doesn't exist? Like Santa Claus, (laughs) Agent 47 is definitely real. (laughs) In this mission, you infiltrate a Christmas party to assassinate Lorne de Havilland. Who? Lorne de Havilland. Oh, okay. Does he have the yeah, land? I fucked it up in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn it. I hope you Close won't enough. notice. Nothing says Christmas. Hmm. Actually, I don't know if I want to say this. I just realized how it sounds when I read it Say out. it. Say it. Nothing says Christmas like taking an M4 to a wealthy party. Whoa, okay. Hmm. Do I believe that? Shooting the glass jacuzzi to drop your target plunging to their death. That was very good. I did very much enjoy that section. Dropping yeah, them out. The amount of dropping them out. Just yeah, dropping just... it out. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It was just the thing of like, me and my mate had play this. Joel again. Yeah. Uh, and we sat there and was like, should we just load into this level and just take a shotgun and just like see how many guards we can wipe <laughs> so out? So you can get through. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was like a stupidly fun level. Hmm. Like, because you, you're so used to things being so, like, oh, you're an assassin, you got to sneak about, you got to, so like, serious. steal costumes. It's great just taking a Santa outfit and just going, going a bit mad, you know? <laughs> ho, 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 bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. really good level. I love that game. You get the target to sit on your knee and it's like, and what do you want for Christmas? Pop, pop! <laughs> <laughs> just a really fun time. Yeah, there's, there's games that, like, stand out like that where... It's there's certain levels like this where you can play with utmost freedom. That you know you can just play it in loads of different ways. And like I know exactly. that Hitman's how that's supposed to be. But like I remember with uh what was it now? Minority Report and you had the sound gun and you were just like and it just like it was a concussive gun that just like knocked people about. And you just had yeah. to knock people about. And that's all we, me and Will used to do, get the jetpack and just knock people about. And it wasn't even what the level was for, but we did it for hours. <laughs> well, that's the thing, like the new Hitman game, because mm-hmm. it gives you all these opportunities and things like that, but they're all predefined. 
Yeah, you yeah, know what I mean. Yeah. It's not like it feels like you got a bit of freedom, but not massive. Like with the old game, it was great because you're literally just like, yeah, just fucking do what you want. Literally, yeah. your goal is to kill that guy. We don't care. In just the jankiest it. way possible. Yeah, you could exactly. you could jank your way through levels as much as you want. Where now it's much more like constrained freedom, which is a weird yeah. oxymoron again. But you know what I mean. Yeah, definitely. Like you can beat that level. That you mm -hmm. better watch out. I think within like five seconds, because you just load in with the sniper rifle, you walk up, you shoot the thing, the like bottom of the jacuzzi, and then yeah. it walks straight back out. No way, that's well cool. Yeah, the speedrunners do it all the time, just like, did it, bang, did it, and walk back out. Oh, I'll have to check that out. I've not seen that. Oh, it's great. Awesome, dude. One of my favorite games of all time. Yeah, I actually yeah. never completed it because my disc was scratched or something when I bought I got it secondhand and I could never get oh. past like the third or fourth level or something. It was really, yeah, it was really annoying. I was, I was really enjoying it as well, and it just like froze up on me, and I was like, "Fuck, I'm not buying it again." I think Joel's beat every level on Silent Assassin, you know. No way. I think Fuck. he has. Yeah. That's insane. That's a, that's a good challenge. Know, well yeah. done, Joel. Well done, Joel. Okay, my next level is. I couldn't decide between <laughs> <laughs> snow snowman's land and cool cool mountain from Mario sixty four. Because it was the, Ooh. yeah, it, I think, well, let's start with Cool Cool Mountain because that's the first 3D snow level that I ever played. And I think it was probably a lot of first people, well, a lot of people's first 3D snow level. That was really hard, difficult to say. Because obviously Mario 64 was one of the first 3D games that came out for a lot of people. So Cool Cool Mountain was the first room in, in Peach's castle where you could go in through the side and there was a little snowman painting, you jumped in. And you start on the top of this mountain and there's and a little house. You can murder house. a penguin. You can murder a penguin. And we all know <laughs> that you guys did it. I'll have to explain the penguin, I suppose, won't I? So there's a penguin yeah. at the bottom of the mountain in like a little ice pool. And she says, ah, bah! she makes that noise. And she's like, return my baby. And there is a baby penguin just above her on top of a roof, isn't there? And you can yep. grab that penguin and take it to her. And she's like, that's not my baby. It looks nothing like me. And horribly of Nintendo, there is a cliff next to the penguin. <laughs> it's almost and like you, they're asking you to do I it. I know. It's literally lined up like so many kids. And I'm not going to lie. I did it as well. And I know pretty much everyone else did it. People walked up to the edge and was like, oh, it's not your baby, is it? <laughs> or just like, let it drop. <laughs> Yeetus the baby yeah. penguitus. Ex exactly. <laughs> so her baby is actually right at the words. top. Yes, they're, they're, they're words. It's all right. It counts. It's all in the burrito thesaurus. They they put the actual baby penguin that she wants at the top of the mountain and she's right at the bottom. So you can pick up the baby and slide yourself all the way down the mountain, work your way all the way down and return and you get a power star. You can actually use a secret warp point just to the right of where the penguin is. Do you know about that on the bridge? No. Yeah, the broken bridge right at the top of the mountain. If you stand right on the edge, it does this little like and you disappear and then you appear at the bottom of the mountain and then you're you're right there and you can just get the star that way or one of my favorite parts of this level is that you can jump inside the little it's like a like a chalet isn't it with like a big chimney you can jump inside the chimney hole yeah and you can do the ice slide all the way down to the bottom and it's that really cool music and you know what i'm talking about it's like I, can't, I, I, do I know just keep singing about. it. Yeah. And there's an invisible wall that you can today, slide through. Harrison. I know. I don't know what. I, you know what it is? I've just bought uh, Fruity Loops 
to make music again and I can do all my music all in one place rather than using like three different programs. I thought you meant breakfast cereal. I was like, ah, so it's a sugar high. Ah, it's a sh <laughs> musical sugar high. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I've just got that so I can do more music. Um, but yeah, that that section of the game when you race the penguin down, there's another penguin inside that I'm guessing is the penguin's dad. Maybe. Maybe it was the, maybe it's the mother of the other penguin. Oh shit, maybe it is. They, you've just murdered her child. Yeah, because when you get to the bottom of the slide, you come out, and that's where the other baby stood on top. Oh, my God. The, other, the, the mum's like, it's all right, you play out here while I just stick nipping here a minute. You just fucking steal this child and boot it off of a cliff. <laughs> I feel terrible. <laughs> this has just hit me real hard. I'm sorry, guys. Revolutions, revelations on the podcast today. And could be a revolution? I don't know. There could be a revolution. After this, after this penguin murdering, yeah, maybe there might be. So the next... Between the two choices is Snowman's Land, which is the other snow level from Mario 64. And I really like the way you enter this world. And I don't know if you remember it. It's in the mirror room. Do you remember that? No. So you go in and the entire room is mirrors facing you. So you can see Mario in the reflection. You can see Mario where you Mario. are. Mario. And Mario. That, was, that was more like Luigi. Luigi. Yeah, Luigi's Luigi. mansion, isn't it? Where you're like, Mario, Mario. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, you can Jesus. see Lakitu, the camera guy, which I thought was really cool because... The camera point of view in Mario 64 is you're seeing from the camera on the end of Lakitu's fishing rod. So when you're in the in the mirror room, you can see yourself floating as Lakitu, floating behind Mario. And you notice that one of the walls has a painting on inside the mirror, but it doesn't in the real world. So you jump through the wall where the painting was, and that gets you to this extra snow level. And you drop into like this snowfield with super Christmassy music, which I love. You can chill with the big bully where you've got to like knock him into the icy water and he's like, he makes like the thwomp noise. And you can <laughs> surf around on the green shell, which in Mario 64 is really, really fun. But as soon as you hit something, you like die. And there's risk because you're doing it on top of the really cold water that makes you bounce out of it because it's so cold. There's a tiny igloo, which is giant inside, which blew my mind. It made no sense because I thought it looked like a doghouse from the outside. It's got like a little little uh, fence around it, like a picket fence. It's like a little American igloo house or something. <laughs> and you get the little blue hat inside so you can go through walls. But the part of this that stuck with me forever is because there is a glitch in this level where you can make Mario lose his hat. Do you know about I've this? I've heard about this, yeah. Yes, it was insane. It made the world of Mario feel so real. As a kid playing N64, you're like, his hat's come off. How have they done that? Like, so you climb up the big snowman. It's a giant snowman. And every now and then he goes, woo, and like blows air out of his mouth. And you've got to use another penguin. No babies in this one, thank God. No penguins were harmed in the making of this level. And you have to walk <laughs> behind the penguin. The other level, the thing. though. Other massacre. Penguin massacre. <laughs> You have yeah, to walk the behind thousands. the giant penguin. Yeah, literally. Yeah, after... Think how many penguins must have died across the world from everyone who played that game and dropped that penguin off the cliff. Thousands. Hundreds of thousands. Millions. <laughs> Guarantee yeah. everyone did it at least I once. I alone 500 times. Exactly. I use it to pass the time. How's your teas ready? Come downstairs. I can't, Mum. This penguin's not going to kill itself. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. What was uh, I talking about? Yeah, so you've got to use the penguin <laughs> to block the wind from the giant snowman's mouth to get across, to get to the top of the snowman, to get the star. However, if you come out from behind the penguin... Oh, wait. The snowman will blow you off, <laughs> I was going to say. Where so can he I blows find you the off. snowman? Yeah, well, he's got a little mouth like a sex doll as well. He's got a little ooh <laughs> mouth, you know. Um, so when Mario gets, gets oh, wow. uh, ejected... 
yeah, when he gets blown off, he uh, he gives his little Wah! and he loses his hat. His hat blows off. It's the noise and I make too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his hat gets blown off, does it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, and you can just go and straight pick it up. You can find it on the ground, and he just like goes and puts it back on. But if you save and quit the level, when you come out, you don't have your hat anymore. And it's like, oh shit! Right. When you jump out, you see Mario's forbidden hair. The brown hair to his black moustache. affects his health, doesn't it? I think you lose health faster. Yeah, that's right. Or you take more damage or something. Which is interesting that they included that as a, a mechanic when you can only do that in this one level. Yeah. And it's not a particularly big level. His hat is his strength. Exactly. It keeps all his power in. He's like a like Samson, Samson in the Bible. Bible. Yeah, hey. exactly. And when you go back into the level, you will struggle now to find the hat. It won't be on the ground anymore where you left it. But it will be on a snowman. And when oh, the snowman awesome. pops out the ground, he'll have it on and you've got to kill him to get it back. And I can't remember exactly. Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can't remember how. Murder you, him. How do you get do your property. You, you punch him. You go, poof, and he like, he bursts. Do you remember I had, bitch? Smashes him in the face. Exactly. But there's, there's a thing you can do where, I can't exactly remember how you do the glitch, but the hat stacks up and you end up with a stack of hats. And there's like, a hundred hats stacked. And if you collect them, Mario collects them all. And it like goes, did it, did it, did it, did it. And it like does a weird little bit of a glitchy thing. <laughs> and then the hat is stuck to his hand. And you then use it as a weapon. And you just fucking, you beat a bitch with, with your hat. You're just like, boo, boo. And that's just this weird glitch. And then when you leave the level, he puts it back on like, I, t I taught them bastards. And just like sticks his hat back on. <laughs> I'll teach you, motherfuckers. Yeah. So that is, that is my, Mario uh, my is Patrick Stewart now. But make it so. What? No. Patrick, I've just got the, um, have you seen the thing you made where he's doing gardening? No, I don't think so. <laughs> he runs outside. Uh, I think there's like gophers that have been like digging up his garden or something. He runs oh, outside right. with a handgun and just, <laughs> he just goes, you motherfuckers are going to kill all my lilies and then shoots the handgun into the hole. Really? Patrick right, Stewart? Do yeah, do it now. Google it right. now. I'll, but I'll wait. Google it. Hit me with your next My game. Final game, number five, is The Last of Us. Oh. Oh, yeah. So, partway mm. through The Last of Us, Joel is otherwise indisposed. Yes. Uh, actually, no, we're, we're doing spoilers. Fuck this. Doing spoilers? Spoilers. Yeah. Uh, it's the, the, the first Last of Us. Yeah. So, partway through The Last of Us, Joel gets impaled after he gets knocked off of a ledge, I think, at a hospital or something like that. In, in the university, block. isn't it? Uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah, I've not played that in so long. Uh, and you have to take over playing as Ellie, who's trying her best to care for him. Yeah, great Which section. is an awesome transition, because it kind it of is. shows you what she's learned from Joel. So while hunting a deer, Ellie happens upon some survivors, only to find out that they perform, prefer more lively game. Yes. Uh, reportedly tastes a bit like pork. Long pig. Long pig indeed, Harrison. Also one of my nicknames. <laughs> <laughs> Ellie finds herself in a life or death fight with a cannibal called David, and after the brutal encounter, manages to kill him with his own machete. That scene is... oh, It's rough, oh, isn't it? Yeah, he, he, he tries to sexually assault her, doesn't he? And she gets the machete and just... She goes to town. 
Yeah. I mean, is... she is not stopping. No, God, no. And good on her. Yeah. Good job. Good job. <laughs> but this level is beautiful, haunting, and gruesome, but it's one of my favorite in, favorites in the game. Yes, Because it's yeah. just, it really subverts your expectations as to what's going to happen. Yeah, it yeah. really It shows you like, oh, maybe she's found some friendly people, but you're always in the back of your head like, no, nah, it's not going to work out. It's not going to work out like that. Yeah, that that's the section of the game that stuck with me most, actually. Because I've only played through it once, and I, I remember that bit very, very well. Like crawling and stealthing through the restaurant, and he, uh, David's calling out to you as you're like, you're trying to get out and stuff. Oh, it's, it's horrible. It's really, really cool. But yeah, yeah, it's a great section. Very good. Good shout. Good shout for yeah. the list. Thank you. Mm. Oh, I also have a game. You have a game? I've got a game of guac. Oh my God. We're doing I, it I now? thought I'd give you a little surprise. Last guac of the year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, have you got anything else you want to cover in the game? Uh, I've got one games? more. Yeah, I've got my fifth one. You said five. Oh, no, this sorry. I fifth. went first, didn't I? I'm so yeah. sorry. I was going to say, I've not even been my fifth one yet. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Making me do my panic voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my final one couldn't, you know, I, I, I would feel out of my duties if I didn't mention I would a Zelda remiss. game. Exactly, remiss. That was the word I was going to use, and then I was like, I don't know if that's the right word. For some reason, my head went, Harrison, don't say that. You're going to be stupid. <laughs> so this one is Majora's Mask, and it is Snowhead, and it's because it's a very creepy and heavy section of the game. It's the, the second dungeon of the game is actually where Snowhead is set. It's the Snowhead Temple. But the whole area has this weird feeling about it. So this is where you find the frozen home of the Gorons in the mountain, which is weird when you put it next to the the Goron mountain that you find in Ocarina of Time, where it's like all yeah. lavery and it's warm and it's happy with like the boo, boo noise it with the music and the big spinning pot you've got to throw bombs in. Where this yeah. one, when you go inside... It's pretty much deserted and there's crying. There is a baby crying constantly. And it's the, the Goron chief's son who wants his dad to return. So the leader of the Gorons has, has been missing. And the Goron warrior Darmani has been killed by a monster in the Snowhead Temple. And when you eventually get to the Snowhead Temple with the Goron mask in hand after you heal the soul of Darmani and you get the lens of truth so you can see anything that's invisible, you find a giant Goron that is sitting on top of the, of the temple that's invisible. You can only see with the lens of truth and it's causing a blizzard. And what you have to do is you have to put this Goron to sleep using a lullaby played on the drums, which is nice and relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> go to sleep fucking like <laughs> doing blast go beats. to sleep <laughs> oh this rhythm is so relaxing your bass drum yeah exactly so yeah you eventually get inside the temple and you find all these crazy ice monsters like ice wolf foss and ice breathed freezards which is apparently what they're called i had to double check that but they are called freezards so the temple itself is built around this central structure of a, a tower and being that you're a goron you can punch out sections and it drops the tower down so that you can get oh. to new rooms around it. It's a really clever dungeon. Like The dungeon design is brilliant. And you have to knock them all out and then roll up in a Goron ball and roll around the edge, like on, a, on a, an incline to get to different parts and jump over the gap in the middle that you've now made, which is really difficult because if you do it wrong, you fall all the way down to the... the I think it's got a two sub-basements and there's like four oh, floors. Oh, no. It's really hard, but it, it's a, it sticks with you as a really cool design as a dungeon. It's, it's, it takes a bit of skill to get through. And then eventually you get to the boss, which is a strange mechanical goat called Goat. 
it's some weird spirit dungeon thing of the the Goron Mountain. I actually don't know the of lore a robot of robot goat. Of a robot goat, yeah. I don't know why okay. it's a robot goat. It's I'll strange. Have a look through my Hyrule Historia. Yeah, it must be point. in there somewhere. It's got a uh, the, the fight for it's actually pretty cool in that you, you roll up as the Goron ball and you have to roll around after it. And if you go to a certain speed, you get to top speed. All these metal spikes pop out your body and you've got to do jumps and you've got oh, to wow. land on the goat's back as it's running away, dropping bombs at you. It's like, it's a really cool boss fight. And I remember recording this on a VHS as a kid to show my friends in school. And I was like, I've made a Zelda movie and it was me playing through the dungeons. It was like one of the early Let's Plays on a VHS. And I what have it somewhere. the reception like? Oh, it was awful. Oh, what you mean what was their reception watching it? Yeah. They actually <laughs> liked it apparently. What was the reception like? Awful. I was bullied relentlessly. Yeah, I, I left school. I left school. No, I, I thought <laughs> we you had meant to like, move to a different country. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah, I'm actually from Zimbabwe. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, it, it, I thought you meant the quality of the TV screen, which would, would have no, been like no. 480, I guess, at that point. 360? 360, maybe. Something like that. 360p. It might have been 144. It could have been a fierce 144. It was the best 144. You know what that P stands for? Plenty ah. of quality. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was taking a, a leaf out of your book and using the word pap. Pap is a good word. It's a strong word. Wap. Pap. Pap, pap. <laughs> that's coming plap. in strong at the minute. Yeah, plap. Yeah, pap or plap. That's the the designation of whether you get kills or get killed in a game. If it's all pap, no plap, then you've you've <laughs> all you've been killed and not got any kills. That's the uh, the designation on uh, Warzone for you. So that is nice. my number five. I think it's go. time for Guac, isn't it? Awesome, yeah. Game of Guac. Are you Hit ready? I'm so ready. Meow. Hit me with your best guac. Guac. <laughs> well, I'll explain the premise of guac first because Adam and Nick kind of did me dirty they the last did. time we recorded together. Yeah, they did. When's this coming out? Christmas? Oh, no, this week. This will be the 23rd, yes. We'll have two more episodes after this. Ah, sweet. Okay. So, guac is games unsuitably accurately characterized. I will describe a game accurately, yet... He's oh. got it right for the first time! <laughs> yes, I remember what it was called this time. But, uh, so I'll describe a game accurately but poorly, so it'll usually be from a different kind of point of view than usual. So we uh -huh. usually use Abe's Odyssey as a guideline, which is it's about a cleaner who is not happy with the snack choice. Exactly. Or what the new set of snacks is going to be, so he goes off on an adventure to change it. Exactly. So without further ado, are you ready, Harrison? I'm so ready for Gwak. Okay. A soldier makes his way through his rundown country, trying to find his arch nemesis, fighting hordes of turncoats and other monsters that could have been born from the pits of hell. Our hero cleaves his way through the hordes before finally being able to rest for eternity. Ooh, that's a good one. That was like the back of a blurb of a book. Wait, is a blurb on the like back it? or is a, a blurb on the inside page? What's the blurbs on the back? Blurbs the back. What's the inside called? There's another little bit. I'm stalling to try and think. Ooh, I know what you mean. <laughs> oh shit! No, I actually know what you mean as well. No, I've not got a clue. Sorry. The only word I can think of is precipice, but it's not. That's just because we're thinking of all these snow levels. I'm thinking of snowy cliffs. That's uh, very. Can you give it? Can cliff. you press a cliff, baby? Can you give me one more time the description? I know it's a long one, but that's alright. Uh, a soldier makes his way through his rundown country trying to find his arch nemesis, fighting hordes of turncoats and other monsters that could have been born from the pits of hell. Our hero cleaves his way through the hordes before finally being able to rest for eternity. 
See, I was thinking Doom because of the whole pits of hell, but you're like, could have been pits of hell. It's close. It's... Oh, it's Wolfenstein. It's not, no. Damn it. Damn it. Um, right. From Think pits of hell. older. Think instead of it being like a modern soldier. An old soldier. Well, Wolfen the old Wolfenstein, like Castle Wolfenstein. No, I'm talking like hundreds of years back, not like 50 oh, years Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, right. Do you want a hint? Yeah, please. There is a very tenuous link to pumpkins. Pumpkin Jack. <laughs> You're close. Is it medieval? No. It is. It is medieval. Yeah, nice, nice. Oh, I, was, I was trying to think. I was like, uh, I couldn't think if it was hell-based demons or if they were just skeletons, but I guess they could be from hell themselves. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. Nice, dude. Because I think nice. Zarek's a necromancer, aren't they? isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he brings people back from the dead. The dead. And then he's got like the wolves and the glass monster mm -hmm. and other things. I prefer glass. Damon. Damon. So <laughs> uh, the last hint I could have given was our hero can use a limb as a weapon. Which can is where he can take his arm off and bat people with it. I didn't know he could do that. Yeah, that's is one it? of the big things. You can I take your arm off and just bat people around the face with it. No way. Bat. I didn't know that. He's a skeleton, isn't he? So he can get away he with is, it. He is, yeah. He doesn't really mind. Just stick it back in the socket. Have you ever dislocated your arm? Can I just say? Have you ever done that? No. The most painful thing I have ever done. And I will say the dislocation isn't the bad bit. Putting it, Putting back, it back in is. Yeah. Because the joint's like that and you've got to bend it out to get it back in. So you've got like... So... The, oh. Force it hard. So how... Yeah. Does it hurt a lot when it's dislocated, like while it's out? Yeah, because the ligament's stretched. Yeah, mine was uh, out of out of joint for ten hours. Ooh, because, I would have just been like, someone get me a bottle of vodka. Yeah, well, I was uh, I about how old was I? I must have been five or six, so I'd hurt someone my arm. Get me a small bottle of vodka. A small, but a child bottle of vodka with a little <laughs> dummy thing on top. Get me a bottle of vodka and a yeah. sippy cup. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, my mum didn't know that it was dislocated. She thought I'd just hurt my arm. So oh, I wow. she put me to bed, left me to it. I woke up the next day, still couldn't move my arm. And she was like, oh shit, we better go to the doctors. Yikes. And uh, it took them three attempts to get it back in the socket. Ooh, no. So they, they just like go, Ugh. Yeah, they just like jimmy it till it like fucking pops back in. And now yeah. but it's, it's actually this arm because it was out for so long, I can pop it in and out. Uh, just like, I'm doing it now. That's popping in and out. It's real fucking gross. Nice. Yeah, because it must have overstretched the tendons. But yeah, not Fun good. Stuff. Wouldn't recommend it. Yes. Yeah, I've had my anyway. appendix out. That, that oh, hurt yeah. like a fucker. While I bet it, it did, yeah. Very close to bursting. When I was in hospital, they were like, we promise it. it's not going to be appendicitis. Don't worry. It's not going to be appendicitis. You'll be fine. Yeah. It's not going to be appendicitis. Like 20 minutes later, the guy walks in and is like, uh, we're going to have to take your appendix out like now. <laughs> Yeah, it's appendicitis. <laughs> yeah, you're like, uh, yeah, they're about to burst, so we need to get those fuckers out. I was like, what? What? <laughs> you promised me. <laughs> yeah. He's like, it's not appendicitis. It fucking is, he says. Definitely yeah, is, yeah. That was, you're going to have that yeah, out. I had to reset my own nose as well, and it got broke. Oh, really? Shit, I did dude. that myself, yeah. So, uh, start cyberpunk, that's me. Yeah, did it feel good? Was it like, did you feel like you were a badass in a film? Like, <laughs> well... I, some guy decides to punch me in the face at the front of a train station. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice guy. Ah, uh, English guy. train stations. Indeed. Uh, but yeah, I, there were like seven or eight of them. And I was like, I'm not doing this shit. So I was yeah. like, I'm, I'm fine. I'm just going to go. And they just like punched me in the face. I was like, ah, fuck. 
So an ambulance came because my face like pissing with blood, and he decided yeah. he was done. I was like, okay, bye, thanks, uh, nice, nice chug, dear. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I, it didn't hurt that much. Like when it got broken, it didn't hurt. I just knew it was broke because it was fucking streaming. Right, uh, right. And I was, I felt it, and it was like crunchy. Uh, Do you know, like when you break a biscuit. And it's oh, say, no. say say you, say you got a biscuit in like yeah. uh, a sandwich bag, yeah, and you like, you, cru- you like hit it with like a spoon or something. It snaps. It was yeah. like that where it's like crumbly. Oh. So the the ambulance crew came up and they were like, I was like, can you reset my nose for me because it's gonna be fucked if it's not sorted. Yeah. She was like, we can't do that. I was like, okay. So I was like back into place and she was like Hur. I was like you're a really? fucking ambulance crew what is this <laughs> but um they gave me a paracetamol I was like thank you and then they were Thanks. thinking they went to give me an ibuprofen as well and they were uh, pushing uh, the boat out I went to take it and she went are you asthmatic I was like yes she's like alright I can't give it I was like just give me the fucking ibuprofen <laughs> I was like what is it gonna do? I've had my nose broken give me a fucking minute <laughs> like just yeah. help me out I've asked you to sort my nose. I'm like, you're trying to not give me meds. What do you want from me? I thought this was going to be like a running medical thing. It's like, here, I have a paracetamol. Thanks. Here's ibuprofen. And then as you take it and swallow it, like, are you asthmatic? You go, yes. And you go, that's going to make your appendix burst. Oh my God. <laughs> and it, that runs this like whole, whole thing. It just keeps on going. Yeah. It, was, yeah. it wasn't too bad. Like the nose breaking didn't hurt. It hurt like two hours after. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, because it starts to it... bruise and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, and then... I don't know if you could hear me because I have my mouth, oh, my hand over my mouth <laughs> talking into you a fine. microphone. Don't worry yeah. about it. But I, um, I had to call my boss. He's like, Jordan, why are you calling me this late? I was like, have my nose broken? He was like, oh, shit, sorry. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be in tomorrow because, like, yeah. my face. And he was like, oh, it's all right. Don't, don't worry about it. And then luckily I woke up and I looked normal apart from my nose is, like, a bit off center. No way. I never so noticed. In the center, so do you know where you've got like the cartilage running directly down? Has can yeah, see yeah. me, you guys can't. Yeah. So my nose, th- this side here, yeah, is like like that. Oh, right. Okay. So like if I push there. Yeah. Or there, that one bit doesn't move. Oh, yeah, but it's soft on the other side. No way. Weird, man. <laughs> this has just turned into like... Um, damage damage burrito really has it yeah pretty much <laughs> talking about our wounds Merry Congra- Christmas everyone C- congrats on Guac though yeah yeah thank you that's uh, great so let's move on so I just want to say if you've got nothing to do over Christmas if you're in lockdown like I know a lot of people may be not to date this episode for you know people in 2025 listening back in case, you know, Grief Burrito isn't still going and they find this mystical thing in the internet. Like, let's check it out, see what it is. If so, hello from the past. Yeah, hello, everyone. <laughs> it was great this year. Hopefully it's better now, whenever you're listening to this. But yeah, so if you've got nothing to do and maybe you haven't got anyone around, I want to recommend that you check out some of our favorite people and podcasts on your favorite podcast app because this is a great time while in you know while we can't see people to look and find new things that you might be into so you know look up bottom of the stream if you want to find movies look up i understand that reference if you want to find comics and movies and awesome quizzes shart select if you want to get sticky and weird and some hilarious comedy that we all absolutely love nightgeist nightgeist are great for their spooky biz Uh, black case diaries for their movie stuff they've just done a great episode today where it's a it's a secret santa for podcasts so hosts are swapping over so it wasn't 
the usual hosts. And I was like, oh my God, who's this? This is really weird. And it was the guys from 90s Court, which was cool. Uh, Ronin Geek as well for all your geek news. Crazy train of thought by the idiot Savants. A hell of a long name, but you've got to check them out because they put so much effort into their streams. Uh, Geeks Freaks, Pixie Podcast, Prince and Another Podcast, and finally Super Media Bros because all these guys are part of our pod group and we love them all. And now is a perfect time to check them out over Christmas while you've got a bit of time. And we can't forget our wonderful patrons, can we, Jordan? And No, definitely not. Like a huge shout out to you guys for supporting us over the last year and everyone in the Discord. Thank you so, so much for joining over the past couple of months and making this year amazing. You've yeah, really improved it. Genuinely incredible. Thank you so much for all your support yes. and joining in and just being part of the community. Yeah, this podcast isn't really anything without you guys. Like without all you listeners and everyone getting involved, it's just me and Jordan talking shit. That's literally yeah. it. That's it. <laughs> talking about games, which is good for us. Like we enjoy talking shit. That's fine. But it's so nice to know that people are listening and this only goes so far as you guys. So if you want to do something amazing for us, just tell someone about the Grief Burrito podcast. Just say, if you know somebody who likes podcasts and likes games, just tell them to check it out. If they don't like podcasts, but they like games, introduce them to podcasts. Because I am so, so glad that I started listening to podcasts, aren't you, Jordan? Same here, yeah, 100%. It's just, you learn so much and you meet such amazing people. And then when you can get involved, like in the Discord communities and stuff, it makes it so much better. And with our, you know, speaking about our listeners, we have some suggestions for snow levels. I just want to read off a couple because our episode is nearly at the end already. So we also have the start of Red Dead Redemption 2, the guys in the Discord said. Nice. Obviously, another great choice, like you said earlier. We have... Call of Duty World at War, the Russian outside level. I did look this up, but I couldn't find it. But it is one of the multiplayer maps. And I think I remember it, but I couldn't remember the name. I even went on to the World at War thing. Do you remember that one at all? It rings a bell, but I can't remember it very well now. No, I couldn't either. Uh, th someone else said skiing in GoldenEye. I don't remember there being a skiing level in GoldenEye. Do you? I've not a clue. No, I don't remember that at all. I, the only Where's some, some fucking video game podcast? <laughs> I know. Well, we remember everything else. So apparently, just not these snow levels. Like, I remember the surface level, which was pretty cool. When you're like, you go in to break into Seven Eye, and then you surface two when it's dark outside. Like, that's, that's a pretty great level. I absolutely love that. But I don't remember there being another vehicle that you can use outside if they're talking like snow ski, you know, like um, as in like yeah. a ride on snow ski. But other than that, don't really remember them. Is there, there was a couple on Twitter as well, wherever I put my phone. Sorry, please hold. Uh, so the guys at From the Middle, they said, give me some Mario Kart snow levels for extra fun, sla fun, fun slash frustration. <laughs> so he means all the sliding on the on the world. Uh, was it like, is it Sherbet Mountain? Is that one of them? I think that was one of the snow levels. I couldn't tell you, honestly. I've not played Mario Kart in so long. I haven't either. I, don't, I only had the one, I got the one on the DS, the one on the GameCube, and... I think I had the one for the Wii, but I don't think I played it that much. I wasn't as impressed as the other ones. And I hated the yeah. motion controls. Just give me normal controls, Nintendo. Stop pissing about. Um, <laughs> and right uh, okay. Sorry. Rage bubbled up. Christmas rage. It was dank Christmas rage. Uh, Gimza Luke also just shared a picture of Super Mario World 3. Oh, I don't know if you can see. No, my phone oh, is too bright. bright. Too bright of a phone screen. When he's in a Tanuki suit running across ice blocks. Those slidey 2D levels. And speaking of which, I don't think we mentioned any platformer ice levels, did we? I don't think so, I don't no. think we did. Not because one. they're all fucking garbage. They're all <laughs> real hard. No, they're not garbage. No, Some of them no are real they're not good. garbage. Not at all. 
But no, they tend to be quite difficult, yeah, because they remove the kind of Friction. velocity and momentum that you expect. Yeah, they do. They increase it and you slide across stuff when you land. It makes it very difficult. I remember that oh, on like Mega Man and stuff. The intro to God of War, the remake's really good. Yeah, it looks so good. I still need to play it. I still need to play it. I will lend you my PS4, I promise. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. Also, excited, I don't know if I mentioned this last week, that the world and environment designer from God of War has just joined Metroid Prime 4's development team. Whoosh. Yes. Fuck yes. There's so many good like developers in that game now. It's going to be epic. I can feel it. And I think that, you lovely, lovely burrito listeners, is the end of Grief Burrito for another year. Other than, obviously, the two little burrito bells we've got coming out over the next two days but this is the last full episode that you're going to be hearing in 2020 anything else you want to say to the listeners before i give them all the socials and that biz no that's it thank you very much for being part of grief burrito you're all part of the burrito fam and we absolutely love interacting with any of you and all of you is an absolute pleasure and an absolute honor thank you so much it is stay spicy subscribe and get in the Discord and we'll <laughs> see you, you next subscribe. year. Fuck you! Subscribe! <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, guys. That was a very lovely Christmas episode. Plus.